All right, we're on. Uh, this is the very first episode in a while. Uh, this is Joshua and Phoebe yell about movies. We uh, we decided to do something crazy today to look at trailers for the best picture and several other films and talk about them. Are you excited about that? Yeah, I actually am. This is <laughs> <laughs> actually really. I, how could you not be? How could I not this be? This is our first Oscar show. Exactly. Yeah. How could I not be mystery person I haven't introduced yet? <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, yes, guys, we do have a guest today. He's a he's a legend, legendary performer, a man of mystery. Uh, a raconteur uh, of sorts. He is here with us in Manhattan tonight, recording live. DB Frick, come I, on down. I made it. I'm I'm here. Thank you. I got it. Came all the way down for this, and I'm uh, looking forward to talking about movie previews. That's right. <laughs> whatever whatever preview we do next in the oh. future for a trailer, we will watch right after we hit pause. We just watched one. We did, and I am stopping this right now. Wait a minute. We didn't just watch the trailers, though. We watched a lot of these movies. This is that's like, right. We did watch. A lot I of watched movies. a lot of these movies too. We we have technically we've watched a lot of these movies, and to make up for the ones we haven't seen, we're going to watch these trailers live and give you our instant reactions. I mean, we're about on the spot. to crank out so many of the movies that we never made shows about right now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're going to make time. Wait, so now you're going to record while we watch it. Uh, okay. Let's do that. Let's Whatever do you it. want. Let's do it. They yell about directors, yell about the plot, yell about the acting, but they also talk a lot, but mostly Joshua and Phoebe yell about the movies. Uh, first up, guys, we just watched the trailer for Belfast. Uh, Phoebe, I heard a reaction from you about the movie Belfast for the trailer. You said... Why don't I want to see this movie? Why don't you want to see this movie? I don't know, and I'm Irish. Yeah, I think it's... we've seen so many movies about the Irish. Maybe because it's black and white and we need color. Oh gosh, I'm really embarrassed to admit that. I mean, I went to I went to film school. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which is like going to school in black and white. Yeah. <laughs> and and you, did you have and much like film school, you had pota- you dealt with potato famine, right? <laughs> no, we, that's all we had were potatoes actually. It was yeah. <laughs> Well, that's that's how you get over your ego and uh, how you become a successful Film student. Uh, potatoes? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair ramen. enough. Potatoes. It's ramen. As an anecdote, I yeah. used to intern over at Sony, uh, the Sony uh, building for Sony Pictures many years ago. And the best thing about it was on Tuesdays, they had a baked potato bar. And it was like the greatest potato thing you've ever seen in your life. Baked potatoes, potatoes au gratin, potatoes of all kinds. It was my favorite <laughs> thing. I would not miss Tuesdays. Wow. Okay. That's it's, my anecdote. Uh, thank you. We're we're going to be cranking these out today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if we keep on talking like this. Uh, did, did the song get you moving? Did it? Did the it music make... from the Belfast trailer? Yeah. I, I felt like the whole time they were telling me, this is a feeling movie. It's I a felt very, manipulated. It's a very important movie. I love very. you. I love you. <laughs> I felt like I was watching that movie. It was a, a, a Nazi movie a couple of years ago, Jojo. Mm-hmm. Loved it. It was a great movie. Yeah, Jojo great. Rabbit. Yeah. And it was really good. But Incredible that's what I saw movie. this, and I kind of feel got, like I'm watching that. You got Jojo vibes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, but, but it had tanks. Uh, it had dancing. It had a little boy whose name was Tommy, and he wasn't going to get made fun of because he's Irish. <laughs> you know, it had all that. You're not going to make fun of me. <laughs> 
I'm going to get you with this shillelagh here. You know, as an Irish American woman, I'm really offended. It should be, but shillelaghs are a real thing. Yes. Hitting an Irishman, hitting their child with a shillelagh. Was family, yeah, was family. Not to not to mention, it's the base weapon in uh, Dungeons and Dragons. You get plus one Thaco. We were beaten merciless, mercilessly. It was just the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, guys, uh, Belfast. even the nuns beat me. Anyway, yeah. So maybe uh, that's did? why I can't watch Ooh, Belfast. Let's do a special about oh, that. These, these are uh, about the black Protestants in the north. <laughs> the north. You know what? I did have that's true, but the problem with that, <laughs> I will need subtitles for that movie. I will need subtitles for Belfast to you mean watch because the of the thing. accents. Yes, really? because of the accents. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Even if there was that. even they even make fun of it in the preview. At one point, he's like, "If them, if someone doesn't answer, doesn't understand you, they're not listening." Right. Yes, so, there you go. Clearly, but we love Kenneth Branagh. We do. I love Kenneth Branagh. Okay. I think he's a. I, I found him to be a good actor and director. But Judy Dench is in it. She is, and she's nominated for an Oscar. Yes, and so is uh, the guy. The other guy, she was. That was uh, acting alongside her in the scene. I forgot his name. And and Kenneth Branagh is nominated for Best Director yes. for this film as well. Which he's been nominated before. Which he's clearly telling us through this trailer that's what he wants. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he wants... But he was also in something recently, too. He was... Uh, he's working. I'm very happy for him. I mean, it was Dunkirk. I just saw Dunkirk. That's a few years old. I'm very that's happy great. for him. So maybe so, I'll see that. Dunkirk. It's like a heart attack in motion. Yeah, it was a very... Strong, difficult movie to watch. How All about of Dune? these movies are Dune. How about Dune? That's oh, another one that's winning Best Picture. That's one. I mean, I saw, I saw the old one. It might win Best Picture, but it's so stark. It's just the desert. It's like it was gorgeous. It was, was gorgeous. Uh, and for some reason, when I was watching it, I was thinking of Star Trek Two when I was a kid. That scene where the uh, the worm crawls out of the guy's ear because of the sure. giant worm yeah. from Dune. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe the miniature worm from Star Trek Two that crawls out of uh, Chekhov's ear is harkening Harkinson's uh, back to uh, to Dune, perhaps. When I, did the original Dune come out? Nineteen eighty four, eighty five. Okay, that's what I thought. So I was. I was like five years old when Dune came. I'm born in 79, so you mm-hmm. do the math. But I was We don't really... do math on this show. No. <laughs> I can't. No age math. No. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I lost my place. I'm sorry. I'm ruining We're, Dune. Talking, we're talking math. Dune. Dune. Okay, we're talking about Dune. So Dune was something I saw as a very young child. And I'll tell you, that was a disturbing movie. And it is ingrained in my memory. In comparison, I think that this Dune is like a work of art. I'm like, I think it's beautiful. I love Timothy Chalamet. I can't help it. I think he's incredible in everything that he does. I thought they, the worms were really good. I'm not saying that it's best picture, um, but I thought it was pretty mind-blowing. It was mind-blowing. It's going to win a ton of awards, but not Best Picture. Okay, uh, Coda. Now that looks like a beautiful movie. Yeah. yeah. It, it does. All the, all the themes of family uh, remind me of uh, how much I would be loving this film with my dad right now if he was still alive. Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, just a, a great film. I don't think it's going to win Best Picture, though. Mostly because it doesn't have any famous actors in it. What do you guys think about that? Interesting. It doesn't. It's a, Marlene is the only star of it, I guess. Is the only big star. And she's not even all that big of a star. 
she's not a people know her, but I don't think it has any box office draw like that. It it looks really strong though. the The preview is sim like there's a it's like there's so many previews that are like that. There's a very similar a problem in this case a deaf girl a deaf family she wants to sing. She wants to get out of here. Kind of reminds me of uh, right. October Sky, where sure. you know yeah. he was trying to make a rocket to get out of his small town, and she was like, "You can't hold me down, except she can't talk because she's deaf." But yeah, just uh, escaping from um, you know helping her family. At one point, she says to her dad or mom, "I can't stay with you forever." Right, and the issue is that they need someone on the boat who can hear, and she's the oh. only one who can hear. And she doesn't want to be there anymore, so oh. they can't have the fishing. They're going to have to find someone else to oh, do that's, it. That's oh, the that's, answer. That's mm. guilt. Because there aren't any blockbuster stars in this, sure. then it puts all the onus on the story and the script and the direction. So this has the potential, just based on the trailer alone, to be a real authentic piece of art. Yeah, yeah They're all deaf. Everyone but the girl, they're all, they're really deaf. I mean, just by the trailer alone, I learned a perspective of what it must be like to be raised by deaf parents. Mm -hmm. I didn't pick up on the part that it was the boat. It was quick. That they worked on the boat, but you picked, but that's an important part. I thought it was just because they didn't have anything to offer her. Like, how could they support her if they can't hear her? But there's an even higher stake involved that it's their livelihood, too. But yeah, when they're sitting in the auditorium just looking at everyone else enjoying the music they'll never be able to enjoy what she's good at no so that's gotta be so right which kind of reminds me how my parents didn't really understand or appreciate my writing for the last five years only (laughs) only the last five years they appreciated it before that no well before then they uh didn't understand appreciate the other things i was doing okay yeah well you know as long as you appreciate what you're doing that's what really matters well, listen, uh, I, I did, and they smiled and tried to understand, which is uh, an A for effort. Sure. And which is what apparently that family tried to do in this film, too. Like, they couldn't hear anything in her recital, and she couldn't hear it either, which I don't understand why you'd want to sing as a deaf girl, but... Um, she's not deaf. She's not deaf. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're going to have okay. to take this whole thing. Really? You thought that she was deaf and could talk? I, well, which is possible. That we can. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, wow, what an incredible talent. She's singing even though she's deaf. How can she <laughs> modulate her voice? I mean, this is a profound thing. It is amazing <laughs> how different people can get out of the same, watching the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, between the three of us, yeah. we saw it. Okay. <laughs> Listen, there you go. That's the whole experience of the film. That's Coda. It's of it. It's a sequel to Follow That Bird, really. There you go. Yeah, the, the Sesame Street classic. Yeah. Yes. Uh, A.K.A. my favorite film of 87. Oh, me too. Yeah. Oh, what a great movie. Yeah. Uh, did they ever find Big Bird? Yes. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did, but he died. Wow. Recently. Wow, way to bring a What? Co- the guy who played Big Bird died. He didn't die recently. He died. Yeah, that was Albert two Finney. Two years ago. Yeah, Albert Finney, you said? Thought two. Maybe two. Not Albert Finney. Albert Finney was an actor. I thought the original Big Bird died of AIDS like 10 years into... <laughs> Yeah. No, it was always a very old guy. Same guy played Big Bird. I think there is something that sounds familiar in that within another puppet. I'm not sure, but mm. Big Bird was this old guy. Oh, it was Carol, did, S- Carol Spinney, not Albert Finney. Right, Carol Spinney, and they just did a documentary about him. Yep. Oh. Yeah. <gasps> that's He's a right. tall, tall guy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I see way, to, way to bring a coda to this uh, review of the movie Coda. Indeed. Well, was it that in coda in this situation means... 
child of deaf adult. Mm-hmm. But Coda the, the also, musical signature is what it it signifies the end of something. The end of something, right? And when Francis Ford Coppola reissued The Godfather recently, The Godfather Three, he he renamed it the Coda of Michael Corleone. So it means a different thing there too. Yeah. Sure does. Uh, okay, well, next up, uh, coincidentally, we're talking about Don't Look Up. Phoebe, we watched Don't Look Up together. Oh, unfortunately. Um, it was, uh, she did hate it, I think, because it was all too real and way too scary. I mean, like, real life is scary enough. Is that is that what you think? Yeah, this wasn't a pompous, critical, oh, what a piece of dreck response. This was too soon. Too soon, uh... And just to recap for folks at home, in case you haven't seen Don't Look Up, it's about a meteor, I think, or something, crashing to Earth. Some scientists discover it and try to convince the president, who's played by a female, I can't remember, but a famous actress. Uh, and she tries Meryl to play... Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep, there you go. I think it's some of the best satire in recent history. Yeah, and they, and they turn it to a political football, and they try to spin it, and try to pretend it... Right, the Don't Look Up being a... A shorthand for the conservative movement or, or the, 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 the liberal movement, depending on which way you look sure, at it. Sure, you can look at it right. either, either I mean, way. gosh, after we saw that movie, the nuclear threats started. Um, I don't need this kind of extra stress Sure, and there really was an asteroid that was passing Earth at the time of the movie yeah. coming out. No. Like a big one that was very popular, and they didn't think it was going to hit Earth, but who knows, maybe someone did. Uh, maybe, but hopefully not. Uh, so don't look up. Satire was too much for you, but we didn't turn it off. We watched all the way to the end. Uh, did you like anything about it? I wow. hated the end. Hated I the end. did not like the end where they're on the other planet and the the dinosaur kills Meryl Streep. <laughs> Even though that was like a that was a callback to uh, the Jeff Bezos guy. It was like I discovered a way to figure out oh, not so I'm, you can tell the future. Yeah. Belfast again, right? Yeah. You can tell the future as a machine can tell you how you're going to die, and it was like it's something called a a quark or whatever name he made up. And then later it turned out it was some uh, alien in the future that uh, ate the guy when they crash-landed on a different planet or whatever, remember? Yes. Yeah, so that was, you, didn't, you hated that. But, but I hated the real ending where uh, the, the asteroid destroyed the Earth. And I was like, what the... What? We don't deserve this? After this election? After this pandemic and this century? We don't deserve that? I think one of the most interesting things that Elon Musk has brought up that I've seen him talk about are this this idea that there is a space is infinite, things go like there must be other civilizations, and he talks about how through the billions and trillions of years, how many other civilizations were trying to get off their planet and never were able to. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wow. Uh, Joe Rogan, eat your heart out. We're really giving you some premium content here. Uh, okay. So, so don't look up, uh, Phoebe. Is this going to win any awards? Um, I hope not. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe a best writing for uh, McKay, but uh, well, maybe you not. mean you mean screenplay? Screenplay. Yeah. Best adapted screenplay. Adam McKay. No, by the way, no, because no, I think, the original. No, because I think Licorice Pizza should win best screenplay. I think that's adapted though. No, it's both. It it's no, it's not adapted. It's original. Okay, uh, were we talking about adapted screenplays? You're right. They're in the same category. Uh, anyway, uh, don't look up. Uh, seriously, good satire. 
if you really want to find out how the world's going to end. Uh, there we go. We just watched a beautiful trailer for the film Drive My Car. Uh, haunting, beautiful, all their critics' reviews love it, and I have no idea what's happening in this film. <laughs> but it seems like, uh, you know, he lost his wife, so he's found someone to connect with. This mm-hmm. isn't a lover. This isn't someone who's going to be a lover or anything like that. I don't think he just lost his wife, so he's not going to fall in love immediately. But he's able to love again in another way. Uh, by being a driver? Well, she's the driver. Oh. She's driving his car. Well, I see it. I see it. I, she is driving in this picture. I yes. For the trailer. And she's taking him to what? I don't know. It seemed like there's some tradition mm-hmm. that when your wife dies and there's a there's a festival of death you have a driver that drives you to that festival wow of death i don't know if it's that wow festival of death this sounds like a video game it sounds like it would make a great video game almost as good as the downton abbey video game (laughs) which was really exciting Ah, how how do you get a thousand points on that one um you have to get one of the cooks to bring you up a chicken okay (laughs) the the cook the thief a goose Okay, the cook, the thief, uh, yeah, exactly, and the goose. So, yeah, it could be great. Uh, the critics all love it. I don't know what happened. The trailer's hypnotic. It's sort of, the trailer feels like an art piece by itself. He looks like he'll be, he'll get through the whole movie being able to be vapid and empty. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, so emotionless. So Disney. Oh, now we say. really wow. can't show this. Can't, can't use that. <laughs> you can't uh, use that. So Disney. It's real. It's a real term. In it is. I hey, know. It I is. went to Japan for four she months. Japan. <laughs> that's like. <laughs> that's funny. I, I think did. Yeah. That's. When that, they say that, they go, "Oh, so Disney." That means like, oh wow, man. That's well, I was taught. I wasn't. I. I uh, Many years ago, I had gotten a job at Universal Studios in Osaka, Japan. I didn't take the job, but I had to learn a bunch of Japanese sayings because we were supposed to improvise with people online. Wow. Wow. I'm sorry you didn't do that. We actually went to uh, uh, Disney in in Osaka Osaka because when when she says we, by the way, she means uh, her family before she was married. Yeah. Me and my mom. Yeah. (laughs) My mom took me. So... We went there because when you're in Japan, people ask for our autographs because we were white. Yeah. Because they'd never met white people. We thought it was because my mom was in the show. It's so rare. So when you see another actor who's American, then you just kind of bond because the culture in Japan is the absolute opposite of the United States. And you could tell who the dancers were that were American. They They were completely covered like spiders. You could tell who the Americans were, and you could tell who the Japanese were, because the Japanese were, like, perfect form. But there was some kind of vibrancy that came from the dancers in America. And when my mom was in rehearsals for the show, they were so learned. Like, it took so many meetings to get a key changed. And my mother was, like, an improv Right. Flexible. You know, work on your feet. And the Japanese, like, didn't know. They're a disciplined culture. Very, very. So, like, I kind of like going to another planet through their film, which I feel like we're being invited to here. It doesn't completely make sense to me. I'm not convinced it'll make sense after I see it. But it's beautiful. Yeah. uh, Exquisite. Exquisite. Uh, Well, I want to see it after this film because the trailer felt like uh, some sort of uh, music video. Sure, like yeah. A, a I'll meditation see it. on life, you know, right? 
to the car. I was hypnotized. I think that, I mean, a movie like this is getting nominated because a movie like Parasite did so well. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, it's nominated for uh, Best Picture. I literally only heard about it uh, today. I don't know anything about it. Just heard about it today, too. Why do you think that, though? I bet it wins Best Foreign Film. Why do you think I'm just hearing about it today? No, but... Uh, yeah, why are you... Maybe thinking? I don't read enough? Uh... <laughs> no, but why do you think that this would be a winner because of Parasite, which is another country and another genre Because uh, Because Americans are dumb and see all Asians as the same. Truthfully. <laughs> but yeah. who's voting in this? Who's really... But it's not That's like... It's Americans, oh, mostly. Wow. No, they're SAG-AFTRA people. Yeah, mostly Americans. Who's, who's really voting? Oh, we're talking about the shadowy Oscar committee? Oh, that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is... It's the, it's the, the Academy of Arts and Sciences, so yeah. it's all those people. And Can I just say that being raised by actors and now marrying a SAG-AFTRA actor, like when the Oscar movies come in for the SAG union, it's like... Oh, it's the greatest It's gift. like Christmas. It's yeah. like the best. So you should have actually seen all of these. There's no reason to. Uh, That's they right. did not send me the DVD of Drive My Car. No, they send you the link. They probably no, they didn't. It. They did not. Because they don't do it with all the movies. No, so they don't do it with all the movies. They don't do it with all the movies. But they, they should do it with all the best My pictures. My dad gets more they than should. Joshua does, and I don't know why. Oh, well, oh but, but wait, wait, wait. dad was on the nominating committee. Drive My Car was probably not nominated at the Screen Actors Guild Awards. And that's why you're, ah, that's right. what you're getting your Right, this DVDs is Screen Actors Guild. These are Oscar awards we're talking about. Yeah, so that's oh. what it, yeah, it's yeah. based um, Okay, well, uh, I think that's it for this one. Sure, yeah. King Richard... Uh, King Richard's next. So, DB, we just watched King Richard. Uh, it is not, as uh, some of us had previously thought about the play, uh, King Richard. <laughs> uh, it's about Richard Williams, the daughter of Venus and Serena Williams. Uh, and it features Will Smith doing his best weird accent ever. What did you think? I, I, I think it looks really good. I haven't seen it yet. I do look forward to seeing it. I think it looks powerful and will probably be the movie that wins and i think will smith will probably win the oscar this year because denzel has already won and i don't think any of the other guys up makes sense uh really denzel already you mean he won previously he won twice so will smith hasn't won andrew garfield's too young benedict cumberbatch is going to be nominated another 30 times and I don't think Javier Bardem can win because I think Nicole Kidman's going to win Best Actress. And I don't think they can give being the Ricardos that much recognition. It's all political. They always, all these votes are usually political reasons. I think Andrew Garfield has a really good chance. It's so good. Tick, tick, boom yeah. is one of the most powerful things I've seen wow. in a long time. Wow. And when was the last time that it was Chicago. It was probably the last time that Hollywood got on top of a musical. And, like, gave it everything. And they, that won a lot of uh, awards. Moulin Rouge. Uh, that was before. I think it was not before. But, sure. They're around the same. They're con- yeah, they're contemporaries yeah. of each other. Uh, perhaps. So, anyway, uh, Phoebe, what did you think of King Richard, the trailer? Oh, it's amazing. I, this is going to be incredible. You could, I mean, this, it's a true story. It's like the new Rudy. Is what I'm seeing. Sure, ex- that's a cool, cool comparison. That's that's what I'm seeing right here, and I think that Will Smith might be up, even though I haven't seen it yet. Har- Javier Bardem, being the Ricardos, I don't even want to see this. And you know why I don't want to see it? Because of Nicole Kidman. 
I mean, I, I didn't see it because I heard that she's doing her flat as a board thing with Lucille Ball, who's like one of the most animated comedians in the world. It's clearly miscast. Why would I suffer this? That's, uh, I, I don't know, but uh, what did you think of uh, Will Smith and uh, King, King Richard? He seems like a completely different person. I, I know, just like in Muhammad Ali, uh, that movie. But uh, do you do you think it was a little bit of uh, wistful thinking? or uh, th- Like he kept saying, oh, Venus and Serena are going to shake up this world. Did you think that was real, or do you think that was just... Oh, like no, it is that? real. We, I mean, every, it's no secret that he uh, he knew... That he did write that thing that he said he wrote before the kids were born about oh. about their where their trajectory and he made them into mm-hmm. something amazing. It uh, is uh, incredible. I'm surprised that it would be made into a movie. I am surprised to see it as a movie, but it looks so good. And they they made this point in the film. How come we've never heard of them? Maybe because we're from Compton, you know, the black right. neighborhood, you know. And so they were like playing tennis against the I white didn't people. Know that they were from Compton, the Compton's. I didn't either until this trailer just came out. Right. Yeah, I didn't know. Anyway, so universally, we we loved King Richard, uh, even though uh, King Richard was such a strong figure, he overshadowed the wife in this film, who I don't think got a single line of dialogue, and not in the commercial. No, not in this trailer, no. Uh, no, they definitely... Yeah, well, I guess she, he was the driving force. I'm sure they give her some time in the movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's definitely about him. It's always about Will Smith. Yes, <laughs> it, it always is. Uh, it's, it's, you ever see him interviewed? No. He's, whenever he's interviewed, he's he somehow is one of those guys that gets away with being really cocky, and everyone just thinks it's really... Cute. Okay. Uh, I did buy his accent. How about you guys? Oh, sure. He was standing in a certain way. Like... Yeah. Will Smith has a weird acting thing when he's not being Will Smith. I mean, I don't think he's very good at going outside of his, his, his Will Smithness. This this char- this That's role went outside his Will Smithness and yeah. forced him to try to get go method. I don't know if it's his acting or if it's just the Will Smith brand. That's so branded in our minds. We just can't go with him when he does another character. Yeah. Almost anything. Even I Am Legend, Hancock. Those are I mean, essentially Tom the same. Hanks co- did it successfully. Okay. He leapt from being, you know, funny and lovable to a serious thespian. And that's how I got into Julia. But even if you, if you look at even yeah. him in Castaway, he is able to be funny in Castaway in a lot of moments. Like, uh, I don't really know what my point is, but Tom Hanks... Right, you know, you're, you're saying Will Smith sort of, like, feels like he's hiding himself in this role. Like, not not being himself at all. It's, it feels... His performance felt fake to me. I mean, I like oh. the scenes of the girls playing tennis. Will Smith, uh... I, I think mean, he's gonna win. I think he's you gonna think win. he's going best actor? Going uh, best okay. Felt a little fake He's to been me. nominated for Muhammad Ali. Yep. And something else. He's never won. I love no. I love something else. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot the other thing, though. It was a great He was movie. really good at I Am Legend. Yeah, I Am Legend's a great movie. Uh, he was. It was uh, the worst movie I ever worked on in my life. Me the too. Most miserable experience. Me oh, too. wow. Which, you were both working on that film? Yeah, which, yeah. which gives me a great segue. I can finally tell a story on a podcast. Yeah, I was working uh, five of the coldest days of my life in I Am Legend uh, at like minus 12 degrees. I only did one day. Oh. I wouldn't do them all yet. There was a thousand non-union extras uh, down by the Brooklyn uh, waterfront, the, the Brooklyn Pier. So cold. <laughs> so cold. Uh, most, Almost everybody went home for the day or was or, or 
or was hiding in the bathroom, which I was doing in order to not die. And then at one point, Will Smith himself uh, actually came out and he had a microphone and he tapped the microphone and he said, hey, hey, is this thing on? And then all of a sudden he said, yo, 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 the champ is back. And then he went right into summertime and sang it live for all thousand extras right on the spot. Oh, and that was a fun, fun moment. And then we went went right back to freezing cold, and uh, trying to get uh, to the end of the dock, which is where the helicopter exploded. That was the scene yeah. that I am legend we were working on. Yeah, yeah. I think there were a lot of lawsuits because of that. Oh, that scene. Okay, so uh, King Richard, a lot of powerful tennis scenes, the white versus black thing, uh, the Will Smith versus his acting career thing. Uh, you think it's, he's going to win Best Actor. Do you, What do you think about this for Best Picture? Uh, I think it'll probably win Best Picture, too. Uh, Phoebe, what do you think about I that? really don't know. Probably. Probably. I think I mean, because of the substance, because of what's, what it's about. Well, what do you think West Side Story is going to get? Because it was pretty hmm. mind-blowing, and it was pretty... Oh, it was so good. pretty spiritual how... I wanted to hate it. it. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know what it's going to win, but I, I would like it to win everything. Uh, we We... Yeah, let's just talk about West Side Story too. Uh, I, I West Side Story, the movie, incredible. We we, we reviewed so it on another podcast, but uh, it was I was Steven Spielberg reinvented himself. The uh, cinematography, the choreography, everything was perfectly timed. It was, it was ballet. It and was we poetry. saw it on sixty sixth and Broadway. Yeah. which is oh, it's like the incredible. best theater. Yeah. yeah, and you could, I mean, you could feel the emotion. It felt relevant. It felt real. Uh, right would, in the middle of the neighborhood. And. For some reason, not a lot of people saw it. It didn't make a lot of money. I don't know why, but the the story felt fresh. Totally uh, depressing. It felt fresh. And Maybe, then he died. Right. Who did? The characters in the film. No. Yeah. No. Um. Stephen Sondheim. Oh, it's right. But then too. Right. He died right before. Yeah. Right. Right after the movie. Uh, yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. West Side Story. Uh, I don't know what it's going to win, but uh, I would like it to win everything. I uh probably won't win Best Director. I think Spielberg has done that before. West Side Story. West Side great. Story. That girl will probably win Best Supporting Actress, just like Cheetah Rivera did for the same character. So it'll be the first time in Oscar history that two people have won an Oscar for the same character. That's incredible. Yeah, I think I think that that's what will happen. Yeah, okay. It was nominated for Best Director. Like, they should have added a new song so they could have been nominated for Best Song. It's nominated for Cinematography and Best Director and Best Picture and uh, Sound and Production Design. There you go. That's the one it's going to win. Is it nominated for Best Cultural Appropriation? Ah! (laughs) No, but maybe it should be. Oh, Oh, well... That would be fun to talk about on another episode. Okay, moving on. All right, Licorice Pizza. We watched the trailer again. Hilarious, stupendous fun with the greatest uh, uh, Tom Waits cameo of all time, I think. Yeah, so it's good to see Tom Waits is still alive. Yes, Great there you go. Great use of the David Bowie song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always like the idea. It's a movie that seems like a bunch of friends are hanging out, like Super 8. Right, uh, exactly. Uh, and uh, this is Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, famous for doing The Master, a film I haven't seen, but obviously I should. Uh, it seems different than his other movies in that it seems more based on one story, mm-hmm. as opposed to all the other stories. Magnolia's 12 stories and yeah. Crash, which is not him, but that's right. also a similar... You, 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 you're talking a similar vibe? Or... Yeah. 
Yeah, I see what you mean. But if you look at... What, what else is Wes Anderson? Uh, he's uh, the... No, no, no. This is not Wes Anderson. Licorice Pizza? The, is Wes Anderson? No, this no. is Paul Thomas Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson. Different guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, That's right. Ooh. He's Magnolia. Paul Thomas Anderson is Magnolia. Yes, yes. And Boogie Nights. Is this Nights. the same guy that did Magnolia and Boogie Nights? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but, but even he, then, story-wise, there's so many stories in Boogie Nights. Yeah, so many. In this one, even in the trailer, you can feel that uh, like each one of the different actors, like Sean Penn, Tom Waits, Bradley Cooper, each one of them feels like a completely different like uh, little short film, like with Bradley Cooper. You said that while we were watching it. Yeah, mm. it's like Bradley Cooper is like, do you know, you know my girlfriend? And he's like, girlfriend is... And the kid's like, no. He's like, Barbara Streisand. And he's like, Barbara Streisand? He's like, no, Streisand. I mean, it's like some weird thing about it. And then Bradley Cooper comes in, like, in the middle of a car race and, like, throws down two little axe handle kind of things on the ground. He's like a totally psycho character. And then you see Tom Waits as this crazy film director. And as Sean Penn having the time of his life on a motorcycle. You come away from that preview having absolutely no idea what the movie's about. No, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Coming like of age, nineteen seventies. Right. Right. Yes. Maybe if you're really hip, you know that that's the girl from Haim. Ah, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Tell us about Haim, Phoebe. So Haim is a is a three girl band. They're sisters. Their mm-hmm. last names are Haim, and they're pretty good and they're cool and they're all in this movie playing sisters. Right, and the oh. female the female lead in the film is one of the singers in the band. Okay, it looks like the girl from uh, uh, the middle, the Ma- sitcom. The Malcolm middle. in the middle. No, the middle, which was like different, but it's like similar the mid- to the middle. It's not the. They're similar, similar to Malcolm in the middle. Is that like how three guys in a pizza place just uh, they lost the three guys and it just became the pizza place? Well, no, because that was actually the same show, just changing the title of their show. These are two different shows, <laughs> but we can move on. Okay. Uh, yeah, licorice pizza. Uh, absolutely stupendous fun. It's nominated for Best Director, Best Picture, and Best Screenplay, which is, I, I think it uh, will probably win that, because that was such a, a fun ride, fun romp for, for writing. Uh, and it, it might sweep those three awards, frankly. I mean, it's, I, I consider it a strong contender for uh, Best Picture. It, it could. I would think that that's a Best Screenplay movie. Yeah, for sure. It seems 100% like 100% agree. Yeah. It's totally a screenplay I think it should win original screenplay, absolutely. And you can never have too much Bowie in a movie. No. <laughs> no, he's, yeah. They, he's they were playing Life on Mars. In the but trailer. we haven't seen Belfast or King Richard, to be fair. But I thought, without knowing any of the people who were associated with it, I thought that it was a really good screenplay. I was, I was While I was watching it, I said, this is so well written. Yeah, I... And I, I didn't realize it was the guy from Magnolia, but that makes a lot of sense because it does feel as disconnected, yet somehow connected, as those other films that he did are. Bradley Cooper's in two of the best pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, it's a good transition to moving on to talking about Nightmare Alley. Which we all saw. Which we all saw, directed by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, kind One of, of the best one of the best there is, the Visually. best there was, and the best there ever will be. He's not nominated for best director, though. He is not, but that's okay. Uh, that was a visually striking film uh, about carnies from what what period that was? Was it about the 30s, maybe? Had to be the 40s. 30s. 30s, yeah. yeah. 30s. Uh, and Bradley Cooper is, what exactly would you say? He's a carny mentalist. Right. He becomes he, a mentalist. 
Right, he becomes a mentalist. Um, but it's also film yeah. noir. Yeah, very much film noir. It's so much that kind of, uh, almost like a detective story. Yeah, and he uses I that... I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes. Yeah, I thought it was good, too. Uh, and then he uses that film noir to take a show on the road. He leaves the carnival, and he either marries or shacks up with one of the girls in the carnival. Does he marry her or just take her with him? Do you remember? It ends poorly. Right. Uh, <laughs> he, he chose poorly, the ending. Um, right. There's a uh, little bit of a... Lot of, lot of, little bit of the ultra-violence in this one. Um, <laughs> yeah, especially toward, uh, toward the, the end. end. Yes. And everything with the finding the girl mm-hmm. and making the very wealthy guy think that the girl was not a, was a ghost and it wasn't a ghost and then yeah they know. pull a little bit of the the opposite it's a, a very confusing storyline yeah extremely they pull a little bit of the uh, the opposite Harry Houdini thing Harry Houdini famously towards the end of his life was a guy that went around exposing mediums or basically what Bradley Cooper is trying to become at the end was a guy that was trying to pretend to this rich guy that he could speak to the dead. And so everybody was, like, trying to hire him to find out the last words from their dad or whatever. So uh, the girl in this film, he dresses up to pretend he's this rich guy's uh, ex-wife or whatever. There's a, Yeah, there's a lot. To, and it's a remake Yeah, from something. And I never heard about it before. No, and uh, we loved it because it totally transports you cinematography-wise. Phoebe, you absolutely went wild over the cinematography. Oh my goodness, the art direction in the sure. whole film, but from the costuming was beautiful, yeah. the sets, the cinematography. I just thought this was a really choice period piece. It didn't entirely make sense, but <laughs> what did make sense was that I was creeped out. But what was clear was that he was under some sort of spell. Something the other mediums were trying to warn him about how dangerous this was, and that it was going to remember. Okay, what's the name of the actress? That Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett was in it too. I didn't didn't understand their relationship exactly. I didn't either. I, I again, it's a very confusing story. It's confusing, like Chinatown. <laughs> Film noir does that. <laughs> Film noir can get lost in its story and be like can have a lot. A lot to it. Yeah, it's Nightmare Alley, Jake. I get it. But I still liked it, and he's one of the best directors. Yeah. But if you, he likes dark. He likes shooting in the dark. Yeah, it was very... Oh, shooting in the dark. Yeah, I thought you meant the tone of the film was very dark, too. Tone is dark, too, yes. Yeah. Uh, but now, he shot everything. In the now, Phoebe, you think he was under a spell, which is interesting, because I was thinking this is one of uh, his, his first films without any kind of supernatural element, but you think it had one. Absolutely. Because the actress, I wasn't talking about Kate Planchet, I was talking about the other actress. Right, I had a feeling we weren't mentioning the right one. What's her name? I don't know, I forgot. I can't even picture her oh, right now. The girl from Mamma Mia. She wasn't one of the leads. No, this woman, her name is Tony Collette. Oh, oh, yeah, one of the greatest. Oh, never mind, sure, Tony Collette. I thought you were talking about the girl that went with Bradley Cooper to yeah. uh, perform the mentalist. Yeah, that's what I thought you were talking about. Never mind. That's, that's Rooney Mara. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Rooney Mara. Yeah, Rooney but Tony, Mara, no. yeah so Tony Collette at the beginning, she got him into Tony this whole Collette thing. Tony Collette was a mentalist. She was the wife of the mentalist. She, she was a wife, of, but she was a medium. Yeah. And she did his tarot cards, and they were turning out really, really badly. And she yeah. was, and they even tried to do an intervention with him. They came up oh, and yeah. warned him. And yeah. The plot line was as mysterious and as elusive 
as the spirit world was that in the end eventually comes true because that ending was thoroughly disturbing sure uh yeah i don't think we slept a a week that night it was really creepy yeah i was uh thoroughly creeped out um i loved it a final preview uh, our final preview of the night, guys, is uh, The Power of the Dog, uh, another film that me and Phoebe previously reviewed. We love the film. Uh, so, Power of the Dog, Benedict Cumberbatch is really chewing up some scenery. and um, It looks like an intense character piece. It is. Yeah. Thoroughly. I, I think that the trailer has a lot more pizzazz mm-hmm. to it and speed sure then the tempo of the frontier that is film too i think it's a really beautiful film i'm not entirely sure what it's about but um no we discussed that uh, on our, the road we discussed that in our earlier episode with uh guest johnny dowd you guys can go back and listen to the episode right now didn't he just uh, release something? Uh, yes, yes, he did. Uh, Johnny Down has a new album you guys should go out and listen to. And you should also listen to his single off that episode, Rose. We, yeah, yeah. it's a good song. It's a good song. Anyway, TV, Power of the Dog, how did the trailer strike you? I would love to see it. I watched a couple of scenes with the boy, and... He got bored. I didn't get bored. I think it was separate. I think it was just, they were just showing one scene from the movie. For some reason, oh. I saw a scene with the boy, and it was... Benedict Cumberbatch is great. Now, it's nice to see that they still let Kristen Dunst act. Ah, Kirsten, wow. Sorry, Kirsten Dunst. Sorry. Wow, nice. listen, uh, she can't always be opposite uh, upside-down Spider-Man, okay? No, and I want to know, there was a whole circle of people that... I think she's very pretty. She's talked about, like, unattra- I guess she, she's very unattractive. I've heard people like really? consider her. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, Get out of here! I've never heard that in my life. I've heard nothing except that she's beautiful. Uh, I've heard. What nothing. is that noise? Uh, that's, that's a, a motorcycle. That's New York City. Oh. That's uh, Broadway. Yeah, that's. I've I've heard nothing from her since Spider Man Three. That sounds like the 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 noise on Silent Hill when the when they all the oh. <laughs> all the ghosts and. I really them. miss living on Central Park West. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. I'm slamming it on Broadway. Uh, <laughs> there's noise everywhere. You can't get away from noise. Uh, yeah, so Kirsten does. I haven't really seen her talk about her since uh, Spider-Man 3. I didn't see one dog in that preview. There wasn't a dog. <laughs> uh, apparently, if you uh, they barely explain it. The dog is like the mountain range, I think, and that's the power of the dog. Anyway, it's very confusing. You can... Is it like the black dog and Patrick Swayze's The Black Dog, where it's, that's what you see before you get into a trucker accident? You see uh, the black dog. The, well, it's kind of like whatever you think the dog is supposed to be. It has a couple meanings, I think. We're not, we're not sure. Um, it's up to your own interpretation. Uh, and that's why Jane is such a champion of this film, uh, the film director, who will probably win Best Director for Power of the Dog. She's an old lady, isn't she? She's been around for a while. I think she's an old lady. And yeah, she giving more, best more director to a woman this year makes sense. Yeah, maybe it'll win best movie too. I just think that Will Smith is just uh, so much more of a cachet. Uh, yeah, brings he, in more money than uh, he he does. But uh, Oscar audiences are very fickle against awarding blockbusters best picture. Thinking sure. that rightly a blockbuster. Um, i.e., anything that Will Smith is in uh, should be excluded from the discussion. So, uh, Power of the Dog seems to be the favorite uh, for Best Picture. Do you guys see any reason that won't happen? 
the only thing is, I think maybe King maybe King yeah. Richard could pull it out. But yeah. That it seems like I saw something that said this is ninety percent chance to win. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's definitely the favorite for sure. Okay, so that that's our that's our best picture nominees. Let's go through the others real quick. Best director, we got Paul Thomas Anderson, Licorice Pizza, Kenneth Branagh, Belfast, Jane Champion, Power of the Dog, Ryusuke. Campion, thank you. Uh, Hamaguchi, Drive My Car, and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. Who's going to win Best Director? I'll go with Jane Champion. Campion. Campion, apparently. Because, Guys, if we're going right. to talk about the Best Director and Best yeah. Picture, we got to get their name right. Let's, let's, She's right. She, well, I just... Uh, I was calling her a champion. Start it over. No, no. You're no. calling her. You were not calling her a champion. Sure, you can call her a champion. Yeah, I definitely did. I can, no, he did. He did. I'm gonna call her a champion uh, uh, for uh, female uh, film directors. All right, we're wrapping up right now, guys. Thanks for coming to the first ever Joshua and Phoebe Oscars movie watch party. It's awesome. Really happy to be here. This was a lot of fun to chat about these previews. Yes, we should do this every year. We should do it every year. <laughs> we should do it every year, and we can make a ton of money if we get a whole bunch of other movie buffs in huh? here, huh? and then we can bet on the Oscars. That's oh yeah, right? like betting on the Oscars. Man, yeah, so that's, that's I, a, is that a thing? Yes. Did yes. people do that? That was a real Oscar uh, yeah. party. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I really wish we were able to have this year. Uh, <laughs> great. Well, let's do a podcast about that too. And let's do a podcast about that. Yes, let's do it. I mean, why not? There's no limit on what you could talk about. We should about do a podcast, podcast about this episode. We should listen to this episode and talk I about mean, it. I mean, well, overall, it looks like a really exciting Oscar year. It does. Yeah. I, am, I think there's so many killer movies, mm-hmm. so many good choices. Nothing feels insincere. There's no superhero movies on there. That's right. I was about to say, what what was left off? Uh, Spider-Man 3 left off. No, the, the, the new Spider-Man, not Spider-Man. Not even 3. for visual effects. Not even. Even, yeah. Uh, is there anything... Even the eyes of Tammy Faye came out. Oh, no, we have to... The eyes of Tammy Faye. Amazing. Anyway, uh, you you guys should also watch The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which was nominated for not Best Picture, but... Best Hairstyling. Best Actress in a Leading Role. Anyway, it's great. Best Um, Use of a Telephone in a Scene. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Any other films that you thought were snubbed for the Oscars, DP? Oh, uh... I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't have anything in mind that I think uh, should have been there. Mm-hmm. This wasn't a big movie f- year for me to watch movies. I just I, I just haven't been as like steadfast into getting to see everything that I want to in the way that I used to. Is it because there's too much good television out there? I think there's too many options. Yeah, and I don't. I can only you can only spend so much time watching media. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of it out there. I know. And I just want to be able to be part of the conversation. Right? I know. That's what we do on this <laughs> podcast, right, Phoebe? Right. Yes. You have to, you have to yes. say right because it's radio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. We got to agree, which is part of the whole deal. Anyway, it's part of the whole marriage deal. We have to agree. Yeah. No breaks. <laughs> we gotta, no we gotta agree <laughs> to agree, and we agree that we gave you guys the best podcast possible. So thanks so much ever. for sticking around. Right, yes, ever the best podcast ever. Uh, we pulled it out, and this is gonna be fun to listen to later. And uh, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.